Today on Words in the Middle, we discuss the last 100 years of language with my good friend Mitch. I'm Laura Rosenberg. How are you? Laura, very fine, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Well, it's a pleasure being able to try anyway. You're going to be fabulous. You're going to be, I already have people who are really excited to hear you, to hear what you have to say. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Um, Can you just tell me quickly what year you were born? I was born in 1919, August 8th. August 8th. So you're going to be 101 this August. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. And how many, how many children do you have? I have three. You have three with Sandy, whom we know. Yes, who I live with. Who you live with, and who else do you have? I also have a son, Salem, mm-hmm. and a son, Steve. And how many, how many grandkids? I have two, Nicholas and Zach. And do you know what we're going to be talking about today? Not really, but we'll, I'll so, soon find out, I think. Yeah, you're going to soon find out. So I went and I found some words and phrases from the 1920s to the current time that I th- was wondering um, if you might know what those things mean. So I'm just going to ask you about a word or a phrase, and you can tell me what it means if you, if you know. Okay. Okay. So in the 1920s, there were a few great, great ones. One of them was 23 skidoo. Not really. Not really? No. It means to get going or to move along. Okay. So there's that one. There was, there was also a hotsy totsy. Never heard of that. <laughs> that meant perfect. What about, um, this is a more popular one, I think, the, the cat's pajamas. Yes, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Do you know what that one means? Oh, they're real cool or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, or it means like um, if something is at the height of excellence or the best, like, oh, you know, out of your three kids, like Sandy is the cat's pajamas. You know, she's the best one. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There was a funny one, uh, skivvies. I I think I vaguely remember the slang, but I don't know what it meant or anything. It's, uh, It's actually a funky term for men's underwear. I mean, at that time, I was quite young, so... Yeah, that's true. In the, in the 20s, you would have been growing up. You would have been... I, I would have been a, teen, to, a kid. Yes, absolutely. And then in the 30s, I found one that I thought was interesting. The phrase is, um, girl Friday. No. <laughs> a secretary or a female assistant. I've heard that. Yeah. Were you ever a secretary when you were growing up at any point? Uh well, at that time, they weren't considered secretaries. I don't remember what it was called. I only only thing I remember being being told I was the first girl to be working in the office. That's amazing. Do you did you do just like paperwork and scheduling? I did uh, keeping track of records, like filing and organizing. Well, yeah, because I was the first girl that ever worked in this company. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just getting started in mm-hmm. their business. So, you know, whatever job was, was, had to be done, I suppose I was given part, part of the, the, 
problem of getting it done. I think that's amazing. Do you remember how long it was approximately until another female worked with you at the company? Uh, I might have worked there for maybe a year. I don't remember. Sure. That part. Sure. Did you like that job? Well, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't know any other kind of job. I think I was kind of a fledgling back then. Fledgling? Because I was on, this was new to me too, was working and everything. It must have been nice to um, get your own paycheck, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though it was very small. Yes. Even though it was very small. Probably less than what the men were making, I would think. Well. But they had different jobs. They had different jobs, but it, yeah, it would would have been... At today's thinking, it would have been peanuts because yeah. I was getting, tw- I was earning $12 a week for working uh, maybe 44 hours a week. And I wonder what that is in today's money, but yes. still peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping up with the words, languages. So in the 1940s, which makes you in about your 20s, I'm not good at math, Mitch. Yeah. It's oh, not my forward. Yeah. I would, have been, I would have been 21. In the 40s. Okay, so there was a phrase, keeping up with the Joneses. Yes, yes. Do you know what that means? Can you explain what that means? Yeah, well, that, that's keeping up with, with the other people around you. Yes. It and, is almost like a competitive thing. Yes. Like you wanted to be as good as your neighbors, yes. as the Joneses. Yeah. In the 50s, this was not that good of one, but there was something called hi-fi. Yeah. For high fidelity. Maybe it has to do with records. No, I, don't, I don't think so. I think I, I seems to me that was just like a high five was like a greeting or something. Are you thinking like a high five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the definition said high fidelity or a record or a turntable. Speaking of which, while well, looking at my at my notes here, did you do you remember the name? I don't know the answer to this of the first music player you had. Or a record player, or like what it was called, or what it looked like. Was it really big? I yes, it was. But I I think seems the first one that I I remember was a phonograph. A phonograph. Phonograph. So that it had record, a big round record mm-hmm. that you had to put on onto the equipment mm-hmm. to play anything. Did it sound good? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now in the sixties, so this puts you in your. I don't know, math, Mitch. 40. 40s, okay, yeah, 40 in the 60s. There was groovy, that was a popular word, which meant like cool. He was cool. Were you cool in the 60s? I didn't think so, I was just <laughs> an ordinary person. And then there was one that I thought was kind of just silly, but it was the man, like capital T, capital M, like the man is not going to keep you down, you know? It was a wild time, not that I was alive, but I would imagine. I would have thought that. I wouldn't have said it, though. In the 70s, there was get down or boogie. No. No. There was pump iron. Did you ever get into any um, fitness classes, or did you have any active workouts that you did growing up? Well, you worked on a farm, I know. I lived on the farm yes. when I was a kid. When you were a kid, and that was probably pretty active. Very, very active, because cause when you lived on the farm... It was part of your responsibility to help out. You know, whatever job needed to be done, there was somebody had to help out, you know. So what were some things that you did on the farm? 
to help out? <clears throat> well, I I happen to be the youngest youngest in the family because there was four of us. Four, okay. I had three sisters, and and my oldest sister wasn't able to help out too much because she had had when she was young, she had had polio, mm-hmm. so it was more my my next sister's job, and she did a lot of lot of hard labor work mm-hmm. and um and my mother always worked on the farm too, and so my job when I was old enough, which was probably ten years old i my job was to to take care of the house, so you know I had to clean the clean keep the house clean, do the laundry and and uh, cook some of the meals. So you were kept busy a lot in yes, the house. I was busy in the house. Yeah. Working. In the 1980s, so in the 80s, you were in your, uh, I really, I, I swear I'm better at math I was than 60. This. You were in your 60s in the 80s. I'm really thrown off by you being 100 <laughs> years old. Sandy's laughing at me, and that's okay. Um, you were in your 60s in the 80s. Um, there was a word that was funny called bodacious. No, so I've never heard it. People would be like looking at a girl in a swimsuit, and they might say she's a bodacious babe, like a pretty girl. Um, in the 90s, this is a funny one. So I was born in the late 80s, 1986. I know how old I am, and I can <laughs> I can use the my own math metrics to figure this out. But um, in the 90s, there was a song that came out by a man named Will Smith called Getting Jiggy With It. And so this phrase, get jiggy, became popular. So if I said about Sandy, if I said, you know, look at Sandy out on the dance floor getting jiggy, what do you think that might mean? I have no idea. Getting loose, she's dancing. And then in the 2000s, so now you're in your 80s. Is that right? Yes, that I know. In the 2000s. (laughs) There was something, these are silly now at this point, but initialisms, which are things like if I said LOL to you, it stands for laughing out loud. No. Yeah, well, that was in the 2000s. We don't need to go back to that time frame. And then in the 2010s, which is where we just left, there was a ridiculous word. And my friends like to say it sometimes, and my students. And the word is yeet. <laughs> no. Anyway, that's all I, all I have for language, that little trip through the last 100 years, which really was a testament to my math teachers, I feel, more than anything else. And that really kind of brings us to the end of this particular part of the interview. It's a little bit of an awkward ending, but I talked to Mitch on two different occasions. One was on my birthday, and the other one was a week or two later because she just had so much to share, and there's so much of her life that I want to share, and I'm looking forward to sharing, but it doesn't necessarily have to do with language. It more has to do with... um, you know, her life growing up on a farm in Grand Rapids and her being the first female working at a company, uh, I forget what it's called, and the various accolades she's received over the course of her lifetime. And I just didn't think I could fit it all into one podcast. So instead of doing it all in one, I'm going to awkwardly end this part one um, on this particular note. And then I'm going to do a part two in the next week or so where we can kind of get to know Mitch because I really do feel like she is, um, 
you know, she's, she's a relic. She's been around for so long and I just am still kind of in shock that she has such a sharp memory and such a sharp wit about her and is really just so lovely to talk to. And I feel honored that she would even do the podcast with me. So make sure you check us out next time for part two with Mitch on words in the middle. <laughs>